0: You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows, like the one you're about to enjoy, visit
1: electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. This is Jesse, and in the future, Christmas is the future that the liberals want. This is Randy, in the future, we'll look
0: back on this dark time of history and wonder how people really survived. The war on Christmas.
2: This is Melanie, and in the future, when our Messiah, Meatwad, is born from the flying spaghetti monster, he will cover Christmas in his saucy goodness, and we will rule the land.
0: Welcome to the Grawlix Podcast, episode number 82. It's our saucy Christmas special.
1: <laughs> Ooh,
0: spicy. What makes it a Christmas special? It's Christmas time.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're going to talk about Tank Girl, you know. Yeah, it's that the Christmasy classic... Christmas of all time. Yeah, it's filled with more Christmas spirit than... Than eggnog is. Yep.
2: Yeah, because eggnog is full of rum.
0: Yeah, that's a different <laughs> kind just... of spirits. Yep, mm-hmm. it's true. Uh, this is our pull list episode for December. Also, happy holidays to non-Christmas celebrating people.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: You
1: can have sauce too.
0: Mm-hmm. Listen, we are not
1: exclusive with our sauce. Our no. sauce is for
0: everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> only,
1: only we could make a Christmas episode this awkward. Uh huh. <laughs> go. Mmm.
0: Our sauce. Mmm. <laughs> Christmas.
1: It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Sausmith. Okay. It's Ground Zero. We're at Ground Zero in the war on Sausmith.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. So, this episode is our poll list episode, in which we uh. I'm just going to do it. That's my Christmas present to Melanie, just for this episode, of course, mm-hmm. in which our poll list is, wait, <laughs> <laughs> and what is our poll list, I ask? I'll tell me. I think I stopped and just be embarrassed for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I, lie, like, I almost laughed, though. <laughs> so we have a poll on the website, growlixpodcast.com. It's G-R-A-W-L-I-X podcast.com. You should go there because there's a poll that you can vote on, as in- Polling booth, yes, We vote. And on this is a ser- is a bunch of comics. You can vote on one or add a new one. And every month we look at the one with the most votes, the most popular, the winner. And that's what we read and review next month. So, what was the winner last month that we're talking about this episode? That was Tank Girl. I feel like you do this stuff, this job, way better than I do.
2: Yeah, uh, that's fine.
0: You do, you did, you did good, baby. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yes, Tank Girl. And we'll get into more about which tank girl we chose in a moment. But, Jesse, I bet you know what's coming up in the... I bet you really know what's in the future.
1: I I know what's in the future. Uh, What we're reading for the far-flung future of 2019. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. January 2019, we're going to be reading and discussing Chew from Image Comics. Awesome. That's That's a winner.
2: Yep, he's going to be chewing all up on that Christmas sauce. (laughs) <laughs> and that's gonna oh, be our new what?
1: year's resolution is christmas sauce what would he learn from christmas sauce
2: he'd learn all about the spaghetti monster and his son muad
1: oh that's true jesse have you ever read any chew i have not but i Ooh, i specifically sought out a humble bundle because it included chew and i'd heard great things maybe okay. from you guys mm-hmm. maybe from everyone i don't know
2: yeah probably probably from everyone probably yeah, from we've everyone, read some chew yeah. They made a freaking Chew crossover with Revival. Revival,
1: nothing alike,
2: but they made it a soccer cross- <laughs> crossover because yeah, because it's good. Yeah,
1: so I'm I'm excited. Uh, this gives me a good excuse to to read the Chew that I already mm-hmm. paid for. So that's it's, excellent.
0: Yeah, and it's good. It's good. It's a good fun book. Now I don't have a whole lot of in house news before we actually get to talking about Tank this episode. I will say it's holiday time. If you haven't listener, if you haven't checked out. Our brother, sister, child podcast, our spinoff podcast, Grawlick Cinematic Universe, in which uh, Jasper and myself talk about movies, uh, you should do so because this month we're doing the holiday movies. Arguably. Timely. Some people, yeah, timely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, timely. Uh, any excuse to throw in, I don't know, there's, there's certain movies you got to do eventually. Yeah, gotta cover you eventually, and this perfect excuse. And also, last episode on GCU we did uh, some some holiday horror movies. So, ooh, awesome! Next episode is Home Alone and Die Hard. I'm very much looking forward to that.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, if if I think GCU would be like when the Greek gods would like spew babies out of their foreheads and stuff. That's <laughs> what it is.
0: So, are we? The Greek gods in this case? Yes. And we spewed out GCU from our foreheads? Uh-huh. Interesting. Hmm. That seems appropriate, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, you know, we got, we man, 2018's almost up. We got a little look back coming up as well.
1: hmm Yeah.
2: There's lots more women in politics. Yay.
1: <laughs> and sauce. There is.
2: And sauce. Mm. They're all saucy.
1: Lots of saucy women. Is that sexist? Maybe. Speaking of saucy women. (laughs) Good segue. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Tank girl.
0: He drove that segue through our conversation like a tank. Yeah, Yeah, so, okay. Tank girl was the pull list pick. And uh, it just said tank girl. Yep. I didn't specify. There's a lot of tank girl out there.
1: Yeah. And speaking of humble bundle. Wait, we weren't. But we were. Uh, we got, you know, we got a lot of Tank Girl via a Humble Bundle not all that long mm-hmm. ago, and uh, Chew I got from a Humble Bundle. Uh, we are Humble Bundle affiliates, uh, so if you want some Humble Bundle comics, uh, you know, check out our affiliate link. But we had a whole lot of Tank Girl to choose from because of that Humble Bundle, and you uh, go, we go dot slash Humble. Yeah, uh, i redirect you to our affiliate link. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, perfect. So we went right back to the very beginning because that just seems like the best place to start. And you can't really talk about uh, Tank Girl without going with the original, the original creators, I guess. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Right back to the beginning. Uh, specifically, oh, let me let me open it up here. Issue one. Yes.
2: I don't know if they do. How do they do their things?
0: Okay, so this was the what was it called? It was. Specifically, it was like the Tank Girl 30th anniversary. Uh,
1: what there's full color a, classic or something like that.
0: Yeah, full color classic number one, which collected several of the first issues, and it started kind of like Milk and Cheese, mm-hmm. which is maybe not super surprising with the uh, given the format as like a comic that appeared in one of these zines, like a zine, like a magazine, mm-hmm. right? And I don't know the rate with what kind of regularity that happens, mm-hmm. but yeah, so. That what we read consists of a lot of shorter stories, a mm-hmm. couple pages, a couple few, mm-hmm. more than milk and cheese. Milk and cheese usually seemed relegated to two pa- two to three pages, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, uh, two to four. And uh, this one is about
1: two to like six or so. It's yeah. a little longer sometimes. Featured in Deadline magazine. Is that right? Yeah. That's a weird...
0: But the collection that we read is distributed through Titan Comics, and the original this is this is as the title would indicate color. Uh, originally, they were black and white.
2: I was gonna say I was very surprised by all the color. I was like, w- what?
0: My, uh, I like how it's put it. How it's put. Um, I don't remember where. Maybe it was the promotional material, but it was colored modern, like recently for this release. Like it was. Mm-hmm what would you call it? Remastered is so to speak. Yeah. But they said they colored it in the style of comics at that time. So oh, yeah. cool. the, the color palette and stuff was super bright. Yeah. Mostly flats. Yeah. Not digital looking. I mean, mm-hmm. very smooth, very clean, super clean, mm-hmm. um, but not doesn't have like the gradients and stuff.
1: Right. Tank girl was originally published in the legendary deadline magazine between the years of 1988 to 1995, drawn and written for the most part by Jamie Hewlett and Alan Martin. It mixed a punk aesthetic with Looney Tunes style adventures. In this anniversary series, we reappraise the initial run of comics, giving them a shiny new full color treatment in a style consistent with their age and original production, and add context with artwork, strips, and photos from the Hewlett and Martin archives. Happy birthday, Tank Girl! So that's right from the inside of um, the cover of this issue.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, in this specific, this was—it's the 30th anniversary, which was this year. So uh, this was released earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, what issues does
1: this cover? Do you remember?
2: Probably lots because go they go real quick. They do. I'll be honest, people. I only got halfway through it th- today.
1: Yeah,
0: it was very. Possible that Melanie wasn't going to be able to make these episodes. I didn't think I was going to be here. Yeah, so she didn't get a chance to get to it till just before we started recording.
2: I should be out in a blizzard right now, but I'm not. I'm here with you. Which I'm glad. Instead, dead.
0: But I feel like with Tank Girl, yeah, obviously it would have been better if you would have been able to read the whole thing, had time to read the whole thing, but. Um, I got the gist of it already. The plot's not really the thing. Yeah. I think you'll be able to talk about it with us just fine. Yeah.
1: Cuz Tank Girl is Tank Girl. It's mm-hmm. it's more of a like a character driven story for the most part. At least at least in these early issues there are. Okay, well, okay, here's I
0: can't find specifics, but well, so it says number 1 contains the stories from 1988 to 1989. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's that like year 1. Is, yeah, basically it's like year 1. Okay, so it does kind of have a plot that I mean Less so in the
1: first couple, but there is. This actually had like a prologue bit. Like I, I opened up the, uh, the Tank Girl black and white classics, and it starts in a different place. So like I think this prologue bit was written maybe later and then added in. Mm-hmm. I, I could be wrong. Okay, but it seemed like, seemed like this uh, had a little extra at the beginning. There is a little bit of like.
0: It's not like an ongoing plot, but there is kind of a through line. You get the sense that this is it's not just like milk and cheese where it's like mm-hmm. totally a Looney Tunes reboot every 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 strip is like you yeah. know whatever here's just a situation with them each story plays out like that in this, but there does you do get a sense that there's some c- sense of continuity from story to story uh, and a um, world too, yeah, 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 there's characters that kind of are introduced in in an installment where then later they might be a bigger character in that story mm-hmm. and then they might die and they're gone. So yeah. But the the plot of the actual installments is pretty kind of all over the place, right. you know.
1: Yeah. At least in this book. I okay, so Tank Girl. I've never read any Tank Girl. Me either. I've read some of the later stuff, so after you know, like after all this establishing stuff had happened, you know, it becomes much more like comics that you were kind of used to where, I mean, it's like a whole issue building towards a bigger story, that kind of thing. And like right yeah. now it's like miniseries style where it's like, we'll do one little mini arc and then that may or may not uh, build towards the next mini arc or the next mini arc may be totally its own thing too. But I mean we're talking about 30 years later. So the Tank Girl I've read is very different from this Tank Girl.
2: She's she's not as uh saucy?
1: Well, it's just not she as is. Looney Tunes, you know, like it it gets a little bit more story-driven. I mean, she she is, but uh it's I don't know, like like the milk and cheese the reason that i keep bringing up milk and cheese is cuz the art style is very similar to that where it's got like little easter eggs just peppered throughout mm-hmm. you know like uh-huh. every little corner of the artwork has something hidden in it it feels like and uh and i don't know that that's a characteristic that isn't quite as obvious in the newer stuff because it's a totally different artist too
2: and there's a there's an awful lot going
0: on in for such a small
1: every panel yeah every <laughs>
0: panel there's so much going on mm mm-hmm. There, there's even, there's, I, I like the look of it and the, the collection that I read there, it does show some of the black and white artwork Mm -hmm. in parts. I like the color stuff. I think it looks like, I think the coloring was done really well, but I think the original inks and stuff like it's pretty clean. Well, it's jumbled. It's a mess, but it's defined, you know, it is clean It's just, there's, it's busy. There's so much going on. Yeah. There's constantly like little animal creatures and stuff saying things in the background that have nothing to do with anything. There's characters that'll say nonsense stuff where I'm like, is that, that's gotta be like an inside joke to somebody working on, like working for the magazine or something. Like, Uh I, I don't know what that means.
1: And then the beer will have like little messages on it. Like there's stuff written on
0: everything uh-huh, mm, mm-hmm. and it's weird random stuff uh it definitely has like a punk attitude for sure, oh yeah. yeah, my initial initial, like I said this is the first time I read any Tank girl I'd seen the movie back in the day and mm-hmm. I, I don't know how much we want to get into that, but he doesn't like it <laughs> i'm a, I was not a really I'm not really a fan of the movie, but I was still interested to see the comic, and initially the first couple of stories I was kind of like. Oh man, it's just so busy and random, like just, just a bunch of stuff happening for no reason. And I, it wasn't bad, but I'm like, I don't know if I can handle this much of it. (laughs) Right. But a few into it and it does continue to be kind of this random things happening. but "Ah." But a couple more into it. I was, I was, I was on board. Like, I think it's all right. It was, it was pretty entertaining. It feels like the first few stories are super short and they are just like, Here's some guys. Here's tank girl. Uh, She's going to run through, drive through a party and kill a bunch of people and then uh, have sex with a kangaroo. End of story. (laughs) Right. Oh, okay. But then then eventually, like, it introduces, like, later it introduces this weird character who's, like, got this God coat or something. Uh, Yes.
1: Yes. I love that one. He's got got God's bathrobe or something.
0: Yeah and it's a super in, like over crazy magical weaponized bathrobe and she like he shows up and it's a bit of random craziness but then she ends up with it she rips it up and uses part of it as a like a sleeve as a tube top or something and then the devil shows up cuz he wants this thing and it's like it's still random craziness but it's there's a little plot there mm-hmm. you know It's not just, here's a bounty hunter, here's Tank Girl, which at the first, it's a lot of that. Here's Bounty Hunter, here's Tank Girl.
2: Mm. Or Tank Girl is bounty hunter sometimes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: They really, like the Looney Tunes thing seemed very apt at the beginning because it is just like Tank Girl's Bugs Bunny, Bounty Hunter's Elmer Fudd, or whoever, swap them in out, whatever it is, you know, and Mm -hmm. here's the scenario and let's go. Although very roadrunnery because it's always like Australian desert-y looking thing. Are these guys? Where is this produced from? Is this American or is it Australian? Because it feels like
1: that's a good question. Uh, well, Jamie Hewitt is is probably more well known for his work as uh, basically the art direction behind Gorillas. Oh,
0: so they're British then? I'm guessing. That's that's Actually, what I if thought.
1: It's, if it's
0: released through Titan Comics now, yeah, I bet it's. I bet they're British. Okay, because I was going to say it. It's. It's in Australia. the The people writing it don't seem like they're actually. It seems like they're just like jabbing fun. I was gonna say, like, like I don't know
1: if Australians would be so keen on this whole.
0: (laughs) No, it's like pretty. It's pretty rude. There's lots of crocodile Dundee mentions, which is something that I don't think Australians do at all, mm -hmm. right? And uh, that. Oh, speaking of rude, there's some pretty offensive stuff in here a little bit. um, (laughs) Yeah, especially talking about. God's bathrobe, not so much the religious aspect, but there's some somewhat racist stuff about uh, Chinese names and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's a I mean, huh. wasn't ready for that. huh? It's not like out and out. It's not like slurs, but talking about the sound of Chinese names and like characters make reference about dropping mm-hmm. silverware and stuff like that. That yeah, whole thing, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's a that's a little wow. That's a little much, but. What do you think of Tank Girl herself? She definitely has a personality, like a personality. Mm-hmm. I was a little surprised that was so well-defined from the beginning. Mm-hmm. But I'm also kind of surprised, like knowing a little bit I knew about Tank Girl, like just exactly what her personality was. She, she's a crazy party girl. But also, what's the term? There's a term, sexual positive or sex, sex po- what is it? She's kind of a sexed up character, yeah, uh-huh. but not necessarily in. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff with her boobs, kind of, but not necessarily in
1: a sexist way. Yeah, but I wonder like to she likes man sex, not objectified. You know, like I don't know. Yeah,
2: yeah, no, she's only objectified by herself, maybe. Right, yeah. like
1: she uses it, but
2: she she objectifies men though.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, I think. Yeah. No, but that is a term. A sex positive. It's a sex positive. Mm-hmm. Character, she's, yeah, she's not gonna shy away from the sexual stuff, but also knowing that it's written by a couple guys and they, and it is ridiculous, like the whole like missile boob bra thing. Yeah. And
1: Well, and then when uh, when the the time traveler guy with the with God's uh, bathrobe shows up, like they do this whole meta thing where where uh, Jamie has apparently decided that uh, her her bra has holes in it, so now she has to do the rest of the issue topless. And so she gets like what, what it would affects to uh, break glass in case of emergency sticky notes to go over her bits, Yeah. And, and, and she also
0: distracts, is it Satan? She distracts somebody by taking the, the little post. Yes.
1: Off. I think it was him. Yeah. It was him. The, the, the time traveling oh, guy okay. with the coat. Yeah. Like as soon as he reveals what it is, she's like, Oh, well in that case, <laughs> I need the coat. Mhm. So is that is that objectifying? Um, mm, not necessarily because it's given her agency. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's not like
0: okay, no, well, no, I guess she's topless because the writer's like, "No, you're going to be topless." And she's like, "What are you doing, dude?" But she
1: doesn't give it she doesn't give a rip about that. No.
0: <laughs> that's kind of the main thing. I think it's a lot of it's just about her attitude. Yeah. She's
2: just Chill, whatever right yeah that surprised you a little bit oh, well then that surprises me why because I I mean from I know you don't like the movie but that's that's what she's like in the movie
0: I don't know I don't know <laughs> <laughs> uh I don't know how to handle this I don't know how to approach this
2: well that's because you're not good with strong women huh no I'm just kidding I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're, you're great uh, with you're great with me baby you're great with me <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. Okay.
0: Yes. No, it's it's got nothing to do with strong women. Just to the story itself, it's hard to approach because it, what? It's just a bunch of randomness. I'm trying yeah. to grasp onto like certain things or characters, and it's like, well, what? There's Tank Girl. There's other characters, but most of them either aren't in it long enough, or or like the kangaroo guy, he's just kind of there sometimes because that's her k- k- kangaroo toy. Yeah. I like her backpack. She's got this backpack with like a koala on it or something all the time.
1: Mm -hmm. And he's always saying weird things Mm -hmm. uh, and looking scared. Well, that's the thing is like, there's not like the main, that's the biggest plot that that is in this collection is God's bathrobe that. And then the guy that's like trying to hunt her down for whatever reason, but that's not even really like a, a strong, like it doesn't carry forward beyond that, beyond that quick storyline. God's bathrobe is the one that actually spans over more than one issue. Mm-hmm. And then you have like, to round out the issue, you basically have this, uh, this interchange between her and the kind of witch doctor looking guy, mm-hmm. basically hinting that she has like this big future ahead of her, uh, but doesn't really say what that is. Yeah, there's some hint about
0: pregnancy or some mm-hmm. weird thing and there's weird vagina rock paintings and it's all very strange. And it's, she gets like voodoo facelift at one point because she's trying to hide from mm-hmm. bounty hunters, and that part was pretty amusing because it gets like messed up at one point. I don't know. Yeah, like There's, her head uh, starts
1: distending, and then her yeah, just various gags.
0: They
2: they they refer to her as a pug a couple times too, and I was like, really? I don't. I never got that impression from her face.
1: A pug? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. When then is that jet girl that is with them? Like there's this little, there's like this kill squad that, that he assembles and she's got the Kant belt buckle. And I was like, Hey, is that jet girl? I have no idea. Cause it seems like that's what uh, jet girl wears in the movie. I, I should have rewatched it for this. I wanted to, I just didn't get a chance to, we keep um, referencing the movie. So we might as well jump into it. Cause that will give us a little bit of a way to wrap, to re- wrap our discussion on, on tank girl as a whole. They basically, they made a movie based on the comics because the director basically got a hold of one of the comics and enjoyed it and wanted to make a movie out of it. And it's better than the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, by so, far. there's that. By far. By far. Um, <laughs> I got a soft spot for Super Mario Well, Brothers I mean, movie. yeah, you can. I know it's not good. You, I know it's not yeah, good. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's a pretty cool world. It's a pretty cool world. I mean, and I'm a big fan of John Leguizamo, but no. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, both of those guys, really, Mario and Luigi, they're both... Excellent actors, but no.
2: Yeah, but they were trash the whole time they made that yeah, movie. Yeah, very you bad.
1: Yeah, all, all the actors attached to that movie. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Des
0: Hoppers in that, right. Well, I I think Tank Girl definitely was more popular.
1: The movie was more popular than the Mario Brothers movie, that's for sure. Mm-hmm.
2: I don't think they did the kangaroos the same.
1: No, no. In fact, that was a huge point of contention because uh, in, in the comic, the kangaroos are very much kangaroo-like. Like, they're more kangaroo-like than they are human-like. They are anthropomorphized or whatever, but they're not, like, overly it's so. Like they're just... Yeah. They're kangaroos
2: that learned how to talk and steal stuff, yeah. and that's about it.
1: And in the movie, they made them more like super soldiers, so they're almost more man than kangaroo. Uh-huh. They're more like a man They're manimals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And one of the reasons is because, uh, you know, they were... Very like the, I think it was the uh, studios were very hesitant, obviously, uh, to the idea that Tank Girl was going to hook up with uh, Kangaroo. The bestial, the bestiality angle was a little much for for most studios, which, you know, I can see that, I suppose. Yeah. So once they made them more human like, then it was like, nah, it's all right. It's all right now.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Because
1: they originally weren't even going to have the kangaroos in it, I, I don't think. And then that whole thing got. Changed and they were like, "Oh, uh, we could do this." So I guess that's like my the thing that I'm most uh, surprised by and kind of impressed with is just how much they actually poured it over from the comic, considering how madcap these early issues are. How much they actually pulled into the movie. Mm -hmm. Like I I was kind of shocked to see the kangaroos in the movie.
2: The movie came out a long time ago, so it must have been early in the. In the comic books run, right? Movie was like mid
0: late, mid to late nineties.
1: Oh. Okay, yeah. So and but this still, was end didn't... of the eighties, early nineties, so it wouldn't have been that old.
2: Hmm. Okay. Interesting.
1: So yeah, uh since Tank Girl is basically the focus of the book, uh Randy, what do you think about Lori Petty? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's part of my Big beef with the movie.
2: I think it is. The
0: movie's pretty campy. Like I said, I, I kind of wanted to revisit it because I feel like I'm more, a little bit more forgiving of certain kinds of camp now than when I was younger. Mm-hmm. It's been quite a while since I've watched it. I'm not a Lori Petty fan. I don't know what it is about her that I don't, I just don't, I don't, I don't really, I don't really care for her. her performances, maybe would be a more polite way to put it. I don't care for her performances. I don't know, something, you know, whatever, she's just not my...
1: Not your cup of tea. Not my jam. Your not British, jam. your British, British cup of tea.
2: She's not. She's not. She's not a dainty, delicate porcelain cup. Mm.
0: She doesn't have to be a dainty, delicate porcelain, porcelain cup. <laughs> I like non-dainty, delicate porcelain cup. Porcelain cup.
1: <laughs> I like other kinds of oddly specific <laughs> clayware, earthenware, yeah. cupware. Yeah drinkware mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah i have to tea party with tough tea cups
2: mm-hmm. uh
0: yeah i don't know i just don't really care for her and like i said i i uh, well, before we were recording off mic i have seen tank girl a lot because i used to hang out with people who love this movie but they also i think love this movie because they loved Lori petty mm-hmm. and i never under, i just didn't understand it i was like uh, okay Whatever. Right. I wouldn't say that. But it's that, Lori Petty. I'm like, that's not enough for me.
2: I wouldn't say that I love the movie, but I was okay with it. I've seen it quite a few times because it was on TV a lot, I think I feel like. But I do like Lori Petty. And I would say as a young woman, she was a positive influence for me. And maybe that's why I like her more than you like her.
0: Well, these people that I was talking about were young women too. So right. That makes sense. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Well, when I was a young woman, I wasn't so <laughs> Right.
2: Neither.
1: you know it's, it's interesting that uh we actually made the connection to super mario brothers because it almost reminds me of did you did you guys ever watch the pest with john leguizamo unfortunately parts <laughs> unfortunately parts yeah this feels like a similar kind of character you know like the pest you know, like he was very loony tunes oh, he was all over the place what, very madcap you know and and uh kind of the same kind of portrayal from Lori Petty in in terms of how she played Tank Girl after reading the book, the only criticism I have and I don't even know how you would play this any differently like I don't know how you'd how you'd get someone to play Tank Girl the same as in the book because she is madcap but she, she seemed almost a little too cute in the movie and mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I want her to be a li- I want her to be almost... One step more punk rock, like a little, a little more punch you in the face and a little less wink, say something cute, run off.
2: Right. I I can see that.
0: Oh yeah. She'd punch you in the face and say something vulgar
1: and then maybe run off. Yeah. 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 And only if it was funny to her kind of thing. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So I guess, I guess that's, if I have a criticism about her portrayal, it's, It's the, that the punk could have been dialed up a notch, but I do love, like, she doesn't have as much punk as I'd like, but I do like the spunk. Mm -hmm. And I, I I don't know where the Less punk, more spunk. Yeah. Then they had the whole like dance number thing randomly in the middle where it almost became a musical for a second and it was almost Mm -hmm. a little too classy. And I was like, huh. But the things that I really do like about the movie, like there's that whole scene where they're like playing against... Uh, again, objectifying women—that whole idea where they're at. Oh, what's that place's name, like Liquid Vision or something. I don't. I don't even know what the place is, but it's like mm-hmm. basically a strip club or whatever. And and all of the women are and water park are, 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 what? In what, water park, what is it? Oh, it's at a water, water park par- too? It, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's like uh, it's almost like fembots like they like they Mm -hmm. have like a orientation program and you have to uh, you have to look like this when you're done. And she basically like does everything the opposite of the of the program and has her Mm -hmm. her bizarre fashion reaction to it, which that Mm -hmm. that whole scene was pretty fun.
2: I think that she's really smart for not having hair because why would you want to wash hair when there's no water? That's silly.
1: Nope, oh, just
0: need a little fluff, yeah. that little bang yeah. fluff. Yeah.
1: I guess that was one thing where I was like, she has too much hair in this movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, she has like no hair in the comic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
2: what, just, she has like...
1: A tuft or two? Like, like,
2: yeah, yeah, she's got like almost little piggy braids, but are, they're not really centered anywhere.
1: Uh, uh, yeah.
0: And it changes a little bit from story to story. Right. I do... I like... Man, I like some of the random like outfits she's got in the, in the comic. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Specifically the one with the, I don't know why she even had it on. It was her, right? It's like the pink hockey mask.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yes, she her. did. Okay.
0: Yeah. I thought that costume was awesome. Right. with
1: And of course with the cigarette hanging out the like hockey mask hole. She had I like that a, was because she like, ska pants too. Like checkered black and mm-hmm. white ska mm-hmm. pants.
2: I thought that was because she fell on her face in the last, or in the issue before that.
1: Oh, that could be. Oh, that might be.
2: I could be wrong, but yeah.
0: If you were to remake mm-hmm. Tank Girl. Yeah. I know we don't necessarily know young actresses, but I who don't. would you cast as Tink Girl?
2: I want Edward Furlong. I'm gonna walk, like <laughs> walk out and see somebody on their porch and be like, "You're my new star."
0: Yeah. Oh, is that how they found Furlong?
2: That's how they found Furlong, and it did you not can tell. pan out
0: very well for yeah. him and uh, yeah.
2: for uh, anyone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't expect us to have. I didn't expect it to be so hard to talk about this comic. I mean, you, yeah, you guys have lots of things to say. I thought I'd had more to say. I don't have nothing. Like, it looks good. It's wacky. Yeah. And they said insulting things about Chinese people. Like, I, that beyond that, I don't know. You know,
2: I was okay with it. I was sh- shocked by the color. I was okay with it. But I think I might want to read it without the color. Black and white? Yeah. How it originally was and see if it has the same impact on me. Hmm. I mean, I think it with it being as busy as it is. Having the color would be helpful mm-hmm. to differentiate. Yeah, yeah. But.
0: And also for know. me, it kind of also reinforces the Looney Tunes thing vibe Mm -hmm. you know especially the desert yellows and just super bright
1: blues and everything right i'd kind of like to read some of the uh like the transitional stuff because uh hewitt and martin they're you know like they're credited with the creation of tank girl but in the grand scheme of things they've written not very much tank girl comparatively
2: it's gonna be like when we make our comic we're gonna like start it and then we're gonna hand it off to somebody else yep. and they're just gonna all all right it jasper
1: 20. finish it <laughs> 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 oh Je- jesse's calling out jasper
0: to make the comics now yeah yeah
1: well, well we'll start it you know like we'll set the tone and then we'll be like all right jasper it's yours here you go yeah you like you I get, I get to finish uh uh what's his name skronk and and whatever va- va- vape douche
0: squonk yeah
1: yeah that. No, sorry. So I'll start it superheroes. I'll start it and then then i will be like, nope, oh, nope, your turn."
0: <laughs> yeah, we I think that was even a pre-show. Jasper's like, "Get Jesse. We were just talking some random nonsense." He's right, like, "Get right. Jesse to draw that." Yeah, Jesse's, Jesse got, to, draw, Jesse's just say, got Jesse, to draw that. <laughs> Jesse, draw this. And I'm like, "Yeah, no, he's got time to do that.
1: He's totally going to do that." <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I don't I don't mind when people say that. Just so long as they know I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You could say that I should do a thing, you know, whatever. That's cool. It's flattering, even, but no, probably not going to happen. But I ain't going to do it. Yeah, I'm not not, not actually yeah. going to happen, but I, it's still flattering that you think I will. You cough up the dough. <laughs> or that I could. <laughs> oh, you could. I actually have to stay my hand sometimes. People will be like, like, uh, They'll say a thing, and I'll be like, I just want to surprise them with it. I just want to do it. <laughs> I just wish I had the time. Well,
2: what if I want a tattoo? Can I tell you? <laughs> no. Can I tell you what? I, no tattoos. <laughs> never again
1: with tattoos. I've never had a good experience with tattoos. I shouldn't say never, oh. but ugh, no. They, they have to be so good, and they have to be so specific. And I'm not, I'm not that kind of artist. Like Tattoo artists know exactly how something should look on the body. And I create flat work, but body yeah. is not flat.
2: That's true. Mine, I think, my, my best looking one, if, if it wasn't all messed up, which I need to get it fixed someday. But that one was done freehand by a tattoo artist mm-hmm. for free. But
0: that's pretty brave of yeah. you. Well, thank you. Uh, hmm.
2: Well, I I watched him like sit there and draw like forty different things, and I'm like, yeah, you're really good. Okay, I'll trust you to do it since you're doing it for free.
1: Right. When and they, it turned out pretty good they need to put anyway. in so many hours like practicing. So, I mean, mm-hmm. like you're helping them out by letting them do it.
2: Yeah, I know. They were, he was like, you can only learn so much by doing fruit. And I'm like, well, you tattoo fruit. But I guess that's.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, Tank Girl. So, based on what we read, mm-hmm. would you guys recommend Tank Girl to people? Yes.
2: I would recommend it to young women who need a strong female. <laughs> ah. Uh, role model in their lives but still know very well the difference between right and wrong and (laughs) uh, you know aren't gonna commit crimes
0: yeah I mean morality there's no there's it's not even addressed here right she'll run over random people and she murdered a whole party to uh, get one person that she didn't even kill yeah yeah she was chasing after one guy murdered this whole party of people that had nothing to do with anything Mm -hmm. and is that the guy she ended up sleeping with yes yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs)
2: I thought she might have, maybe, but I guess if he shows up later or not. But I thought she killed him at the end.
0: Yeah, I decided. I guess they decided not to do that because yeah, he's. I'm sure he's a, more of a character later, but for the most part, he's not even much of a character. He's just the boyfriend that's there sometimes, mm. or whatever. Not necessarily boyfriend, but
2: yeah, Booty
1: all? yeah Booga, Yeah, He's just there sometimes or whatever his name is. Ice tea. no not that character whatever whatever the other guy's name was i don't know the stupid one but uh yeah boogia or whatever that's the one that she's actually with at the end of uh at the end oh is it it's not the ice it's 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 actually the the same one so they kept consistency between the movie and at least this initial run Mm -hmm. gotcha because uh she's like figuring out her wishes or whatever (laughs) and she's like Oh, I know what my final wish is. And he thinks it's going to be something like kinky or whatever. And it's just a giant beer. I I would recommend this. I think it's, I think it's fun. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. It's a fun read. It's ridiculous.
0: I'd like and, to do yeah, a little more I mean,
1: research and find some like key storylines and, you know, like have something a little more specific to recommend to somebody. Yeah. But if you're a purist and you want to see it from the beginning, I, I don't think you'd be, I, I think these are fun stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're also like, I think what we read specifically,
0: it'd be good for if you just want some random wackiness to re- read once in a while, little short bursts of stuff like these are perfect for that. If you're really into mm-hmm. punk
1: and you really like sample day at Walmart or Whole Foods or <laughs> any grocery store, really <laughs> like, if you like free sample day, you know, you just you, you just dive in on this full color classics. It's it's like punk rock meets sample day.
2: That's a good. That's a good analogy.
1: I thought so. <laughs> I'm helping it's people true. out.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. Isn't it weird that I don't think that we've been able to describe this at all without being like it's this meets this. Like, er, 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 <laughs> yeah. it, no matter what yeah. it is, it's always this meets something. Yeah.
1: Even though like some of our uh, comparisons didn't even exist when this came out, so it's like well.
2: <laughs> so read it. Read it. And yeah. then next time we'll we'll talk about something different. First about Chew, which is also. Good.
1: Yeah, and if you guys have comments about Tank Girl, we would love, love, love to hear them. Uh, speaking of which, do we have any letters for the letters page? No. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you like kind of started with like an excited sound in your voice, mm. and then was like, "Oh, it's firmly in the negative." Nope. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> no, we
0: just throw it out there. We don't always get letters. Obviously, we don't have to. You don't have to.
2: No, but we love
0: it when you do. And if you are sending something to me and I'm just not apparently
2: finding it, let me know. Yeah, maybe you're sending it to the wrong place. No offense. Maybe it's possible because
0: you're supposed to send it to letters at growlickspodcast.com. We also have a phone number that you can call and leave a voice message if you so desire. Or you could record an MP3, send it to that email address, and we'll play it on the show, provided it's appropriate. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it can be about what we're going to talk about, what we have talked about. Or maybe, uh, maybe bring up a new topic. Whatever. Any topic, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, anything.
0: W- w- what about Tank Girl? Didn't we say? Because I feel like I didn't say a lot, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's okay. It's got a rich uh, history. With... That we couldn't have possibly covered it all. You guys ran with this one. I like it. Yeah. Well, I know Jesse. Jesse kind of wanted to tackle this a little bit, like we did Judge Dread, where we picked and choose mm-hmm. various short things to get, like, very short stories to get, like a, a little bit. Broader yeah. overview of the series, but for simplicity's sake, I was like, "Well, let's go with this. This is entertaining." And
1: it was and, a good. Uh, it was a good amount of, yeah. of pages. It was a good page count. It was a good intro. Yeah.
2: Who was the big headed judge? Was that like a clone of his dead brother or something like that? What What was that story? I don't remember. It was that you go. judge death. Mm-hmm.
1: Judge death. No. No.
2: It was like a. One of them had a big head, and he was telepathic or tele...
1: Was that the baby or whatever? Telekinetic? J- baby? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I don't know what that was about.
2: I don't know. But anyway, it doesn't matter. That's a different story.
1: It is. For another for time.
0: Different... Yeah. There you go. Whoa, whoa. Who turned out the lights? Where did I end up now? This stupid time-traveling Blinkitron, I swear.
1: <laughs> there's, there's a Blinkitron. It's just going... Oh. It's okay. Oh crap! Shh, shh.
0: Just stay asleep. Okay. All right. Well, right place, wrong time. Uh, this is fine. This is fine. I'll just leave him a note. There has to be some paper around here somewhere. Man, it's dark. Now some. Where's the? Where's some paper? What's this? Puppets. Pokemon. Here we go. Paper. Jesse, this is Randy from in the future.
1: There's, there's imported donuts. There's, Shh, there's sh- just... Why why would they do that? stupid. Jesse,
0: this is Randy
1: from in the future.
0: Just leaving this note to remind you to let listeners know how they can send us their feedback for the letters page segment. Be sure to tell them they can send us an email to letters at growlickspodcast.com it's G-R-A-W-L-I-X and we'll read it on the show. If they'd like to hear their voice on the show, they can send us a voice recording or do it the old fashioned way. Pick up a phone and leave us a voice message. The phone number to do that is 559-426-6427. That's 559-426-6427. Or an easier way to remember it is 559-4-COMICS. Tell them to try to keep it under two minutes, and remember we do a clean language show, regardless what the YouTube algorithm says. Thanks. All right, now just to leave this on his nightstand.
1: He's under a spider buggy.
0: And with that taken care of, just, I can try to get back to episode 100.
1: There's too much exhaust. Wait a
0: minute. It occurs to me I have a unique opportunity here. Hmm... That just might be too much magnificent manly beard for one
1: podcast.
0: There can only be one.
1: This is Jesse. So, you see, a while ago this humongous comet came crashing into the earth. Bam! Total devastation. End of the world as we know it. No celebrities, no cable TV, no water. Hasn't rained in 11 years. Now, Grawlix people gotta squeeze inside the same bathtub. So, it ain't all bad.
2: This is Melanie. And look, if you want to torture me, spank me, lick me, do it. But if this poetry Grawlix continues, shoot me now, please.
0: This is Randy. Hot oil, vacuum attachments. Yep. Hey, which of you Grolix guys would like an oil change, hmm? Thank you for listening to the Grawlix Podcast. The Grawlix Podcast is a production of the Electronic Media Collective and Vorpal Arrow Studios. For more Grawlix Podcast, visit GrawlixPodcast.com. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Or follow us on Twitter at Grawlix Podcast. We're also everywhere. All the time. All at once.
2: When our Messiah Meatwad is born from the flying spaghetti monster he will cover Christmas in his saucy goodness and we will rule the land.
0: Wow.
1: wow. Okay. <laughs> I almost lost it at Meatwad. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Meatwad the flying I'm spaghetti monster boy.
0: It's saucy Christmas. Uh-huh. Mhm. The Saucy Christmas.
2: Yep, that's what we're going to have from now on. Sauces. <laughs>